Shmuel Aleph, Perik Dalad, Pasuk Vav. So the Aron has been brought by Chafi and Pinchas to the battlefield, to the front. Kla Yisrael is screaming and shouting before anything has even happened. Vayishmu Felishtim as Kol HaTeruah. And the Plishtim heard the great sound of the shouting. Vayomru Mekol HaTeruah HaGadol HaZos Pamachanei HaIvrim. What is the sound of this great shouting in the camp of the Hebrews? The two opposing camps were some distance apart, but the shouting was so great, we said the earth was roaring that the Plishtim couldn't help but hear it. And then they realized, they learned, that the Ark of HaKadosh Baruch Hu had come into the encampment. And the Plishtim are no fools. They may be the enemy, but they're not fools. Uh, and remember, this is a war that we chose to fight. According to most of them, Farshim, wrongly. We took it upon ourselves. Really by Yiru, and the Plishtim were afraid. Means they saw when it's just one yud, which it is here. But the mapic inside the yud really suggests that it should be pronounced with two yuds. Vayiru, the Plishtim were very much afraid. Ki amru ba elokim el They said, God has come to the camp. Literally, God. But their reference here seems to be to the Ark of God, the Aron of Hashem, has come to the camp. But nevertheless, we find that the non-Jewish enemy is showing a little bit more covet a little bit more respect, a little bit more fear uh, than uh, the children of Israel are. And that's always a mistake. Um, and uh, the Malvim, however, says, Boy Elohim, Hashem, literally, has come into their encampment. Vayomru oi lanu, and they said, Woe is to us. Ki lo kazos There has never been something like this yesterday nor the day before. Despite their previous victories against the Jews, now they've lost confidence. We were fighting against men before. Now we're going to fight against their God. But notice they didn't say their God, Elokei Ho'evrim. They said Elokim, showing that they understood. They were up against more than their own God of Dagon and everything else. And they continued, Pasachas, Ailanu, woe is to us. Who will save us from these strong powers of God? Literally, in the Hebrew, these strong, powerful gods, really they are speaking in plural. But the Mepharshim are quick to point out that they knew very well that Klal Yisrael worships the one God. Uh, because it says Ha'elokim first. And that shows us that they knew very well what they were up against. They are referring to the Adirim, the many great powers and feats of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They are idol worshippers. Maybe they thought of Hashem as, having mul- as being multiple powers, which of course is Kefirah. There's only one HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But nevertheless, uh, they were fearing what they were up against. They knew very well what had happened to the Mitzrim. As they say, Elohim Ho Elohim. These are those gods, Hamakim es Mitzrayim bechol Makoba who smote Egypt with every possible plague in the desert. And again, in the desert, in this case, Rashi says means on the Yamsuf rather than in the Midbar itself. Um, but what they're doing is they're uh, mixing things together. And they're thinking about all the plagues of Mitzrayim. They're thinking about what happened on the Yamsuf, as we say in the Haggadah. 50 plagues, 200 plagues, 250 plagues. They're very, very well aware of the danger to themselves now at this moment. And even though they keep saying God's plural, it is still clear that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one God that they are worried about. 
that they are fearing and that they know what HaKadosh Baruch Hu can do. So Pasuk Tess, they talk to themselves and they give themselves a pep talk. The coach at halftime sees that the tide is turning, momentum is shifting the wrong way. His chazku v'hiyu la'anashim plishtim. So the plishtim, the real warriors, the hawks among them, the leaders, said to the rest of them, strengthen yourselves. His chazku, be of strength. Strengthen yourselves and be men, plishtim. A great halftime speech. Pentavdu la'ivrim kasher avdu lochem. Lest you come to serve the Hebrews as they served you. So if you can't beat them to the point where you could subjugate them and make them your slaves, at least prevent them from subjugating you. And if you look at many of the non-Jewish nations over the years, the Spartans, although maybe 300 is not the best historical record to base one's ideas on, but the Greek warriors, Spartan warriors certainly believed in the idea of dying for the cause, for the glory of war, and not being made into slaves and not submitting and living at any cost. Uh, the Jewish people have always found a way to survive, and we understand that survival is the victory. Survival so that we can serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, survival so that Hashem's promises to Klai Yisrael come true. Um, there's not that much shame in living through a terrible event and coming through the other side and finding a way to rebuild the Jewish society. But in other societies, this is very much a very... Uh, Gentile warrior way to give a speech like this. You know, better to die in a blaze of glory and burn out quickly. Become men. Be men and wage war. Uh, And they even seem to have thought that pepping themselves up and saying be real men means they can defeat God in a war. This is something that the Greeks felt very strongly about. Uh, they felt they could make war with gods. They called it hubris, the, uh, the, the power of uh, human pride to fight with gods. Remembering, of course, that their gods were all different excuses for the worst of human behaviors and impulses. Uh, and the Plishtim are really working themselves up into a lather for a battle. And to their surprise, as much as anybody else's, they're going to win, and they're going to win big. And Claudius Royal is going to be in very big trouble shortly.